the salt flats of Ioni did not disappoint. A sort of place where you can take an incredible amount of photos purely because of the, the way the salt flats are. But before we done that, the aim for the tour guide was to see the sunrise over the salt flats themselves. Now in order to do that, it involved a start at about four, half four, I think in the morning, about an hour's drive. And we drove all the way to this tiny little island, uh, pretty much in the middle of the, in the middle of the salt flats. I forget the name, to be honest with you, but it was a tiny little island in the middle of the salt flats in Ayuni. Incredibly, this tiny little island had fauna that you would only find on that island. Again, apparently, tiny little island in the middle of the salt flats uh, where certain cactuses and flowers that you literally only find on that particular island. Bonkers. We were nearly late for the sunrise because uh, we didn't realise there'd be quite a trek on this little island as well, uh, up you know rocky roads, steps, etc., etc. It took us by surprise. And also, surprise, surprise, getting cold first thing in the morning when you're in the arse end of nowhere. But watching the sunrise come up over the salt flats was cool. I think Aaron and I were uh, not arrogant about it. I think having seen the sunrise uh, at the Ahutongariki in Easter Island, probably agree that's probably the best sunrise we're ever going to see in our lives. But that being said, the sun coming up and then you're reflecting on this vast sea of white. Um, if you're ever going to be there doing that, wear sunglasses. Top tip, wear sunglasses at the salt flats in Bolivia. Really, apart from that, it's just incredibly white. It's, what, it's exactly what you'd expect for uh, salt flats, to be brutally honest with you. After watching Sunrise and Marcella uh, making us some breakfast, we just drove around the salt flats. The tour guide uh, stopped us quite a few times and then you know, suggested different photos that we could take. Uh, and again, because of the mirage that you get from the salt flats, I think we had photos of drinking out of, you know, looks like we're drinking out of big beer bottles, jumping over the Jeep, all of these sorts of things. Go and check it out on our social media channel. Have a look at the photos that you can see on, on the socials. You'll, you'll see what we mean. We're getting Google snapshots of people on the salt flats uh, in a uni. In a nutshell, that was the Salt Flats done. We spent a few hours uh, taking all the photos. The aim was to be in our uni for uh, early, just after lunch, sorry. And that's exactly what happened. We arrived, we got dropped off. We said our thanks to the driver, the tour guide and Marcella. Uh, gave everyone a nice tip as well. They were incredibly happy with that. And to be fair, when I look back on it now, you know, approximately $35 a day, all inclusive, you know, for a tour around Bolivia or part of Bolivia, in incredible value for cash. So very, very happy days on that. They drove off, uh, Nancy and a partner also pretty much headed off straight away. We had no idea really what we wanted to do after Ioni. So we decided to stay a night in a, in a hotel. We hadn't booked anything. We just walked in and paid like $10, whatever it was to stay in this place. Um, again, two things about that. Number one, it was nice to have a hot shower again, uh, which was cool, especially after playing around in the salt all day. Uh, and secondly, it was a, it'd been about four, four and a half days since we'd had social media, which I know sounds crazy. Even back in 2014, it sounded crazy, but it was such a good mental release 
from social media. It was very eye-opening, should we say, and refreshing. That's the word. It's very refreshing there to not sort of be playing around on your phone. Apart from taking photos, it was just a very refreshing thing to, you know, to have done. Now, I've been a bit of a train geek, as you know. Ioni is also famous for one other thing, and that is the Cementerio de Trenes, a train graveyard. Oh, yes, absolutely spot on. A train graveyard, a train graveyard, sorry. Uh, so we ended up walking there in the afternoon, and you've never seen so many derelict trains in your life. Absolutely, you got old, old bangers, steam engines, you know, all, all basically looking like they're scrap. And they're not doing a lot there. They might have reopened the rail links nowadays. Um, certainly didn't look like there was any passenger trains when we were there, although apparently freight still runs because uh, we had crossed some tracks previously and I think I saw a train. Um, so that is what it is. So we spent a little bit of time around there. Again, you're in 30 degrees, you're looking at trains. I, I couldn't have had a better afternoon if, uh, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, well, we chilled out in, in, in on the main street, uh, a couple of beers, got the old Lonely Planet out and decided, you know, what, what should we do next? Had a look round, Lonely Planet was out. We kind of read that Sucre was meant to be really good. We were thinking about going into the, the heart of the Amazon, uh, maybe going to like uh, Santa Cruz de la Sierra, maybe getting a flight out there, uh, or River Alta in the severe northeast of, of Bolivia. But we decided against that. And the reason we decided against that was, number one, we knew we had to stick to a budget. Number two, we'd recently booked in to go to the Galapagos anyway. And that was, you know, that was Aaron's main thing. That was Aaron's key thing. So we decided that that would be the, that would be the thing to do. And also that, yeah, we needed to stick to a budget, but there was some other cool places in between. So before we get to Sucre on the long and winding roads of Bolivia, there was a place called Potosi right in the hills of Bolivia and famed for its silver. Not to be confused with San Luis de Potosi in Mexico, uh, which pretty much fed the Spanish for years and years and years with their silver mining. But Potosi was also, um, you know, the South American equivalent there of uh, silver mining. So we headed up there. We read in the Lonely Planet. We just stood and waited for a bus. And we got talking to a, a couple from Nottinghamshire, uh, Russ and Anna, and they were on their travels. Great people, had a, had a laugh with them on, on the bus and decided that you know, when we got off at Potosi, we should uh, go for a beer or something. And that's exactly, that's exactly what we did. Now, there's no right or wrong way to travel. You can travel in any way you want. It's the same with property to an extent. As long as you do things legally, within reason, there is really nothing to worry about when you travel. And it was great hanging out with, with uh, Russ and Anna. It really was. Uh, they were telling us all about, you know, their work back in, back in Nottinghamshire, what they were doing and hoping to, you know, start a family soon and that sort of stuff. And they weren't as well-travelled as, as myself and Aaron. So they were a bit, you know, unsure, places to go, places to, you know, things to see, things to do, etc., etc. So we just said, look, let's all hang around for a few days. Let's, you know, we've got beer, we've got food what could possibly go wrong. And we had a bit of a laugh in Potsy. Uh, there was one day, I think pretty much the first day that we got there, we headed up to the Mercado Central. And I remember walking down the road and we'd been used to going into loads of markets 
and getting a bit hungry. And we were all saying you know, we should probably get something to eat. So I said to you know, our, Aaron made the suggestion, sorry, that we should all go into the Mercado Central. Ross and Anna, so Ross and Anna didn't look too sure. And they said, well, why would you find, why would you go in there? And we said, well, if you're going to get proper market food at really good prices and you want to be in with the locals, you know, you want to go to the local market. But they weren't sure on the, on the Spanish side of it and didn't know a lot of words, knew a little bit, but, you know. So I said, don't worry about that. I've got that. We'll crack in. And we went in and... As I mentioned before on, on, on these episodes, you know, you get a couple of moments where you walk in somewhere and the eyes just look at you. And that was the case here. Four gringos walking in right into the, the main market, looking for something to eat. It's about dinner time. Uh, I mean, pretty much the world and his wife were shouting at us to go to their station, go, you know, come here, eat here, you know, give us your give us all your money, you know, that sort of stuff. But we ended up settling down at this, this table and this woman was cooking up salary papas. Similar to what we'd had in Chile there. So you're looking at your sausages, uh, your, your chips. Uh, I think for her as well, she put some onions and bits and bobs on as well. So we all had some salad papas, had a laugh. Uh, she got a couple of beers for us as well, which was really nice. And it was delightful. It was that good that we said, you know, let's come back tomorrow. So we said to the lady, you know, thank you very much. That was great. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Now, the following day came and, you know, we were... Yeah, in, in the various museums that following day, I think we ended up in the Casa Nacional de Moneda, de Potosi, looking at all the mining museums, you know, all of these things, looking at, you know, a, a multitude of, of things there. I think we went off to watch some football as well at the local stadium. And if you remember back in Uruguay, when we were watching Peñarol against Jorge Wilstermann, yeah, I said to you then that we would see them twice. This is where we saw them again. Uh, they were playing... Away at, I think it was, you know, Real Potosi, I think the, the, the team was called. They were playing at the local stadium. Uh, we all went there to watch some football, including a couple of Australian guys from the hostel as well. It was freezing cold, despite the fact that it was about three in the afternoon. And we were all incredibly underdressed for the event as well. Uh, so not the greatest football game in the world. Again, you've got to be looking at the altitude. And it's amazing that these people are even able to play professional football you know 90 minute game up there because it really does take it out of you but that evening we didn't go back to the market didn't think anything of it but we didn't go back to the market and it was only the following day uh again russ anna and aaron had gone off to the had gone off to one of the mountains uh, nearby to do a mining tour i didn't go a bit claustrophobic didn't like the idea of being stuck underground in a mine uh, but they did get to play with dynamite i was told and blow up some stuff when they were down there as well and we were introduced to Bolivian miners drink. Now Bolivian miners drink it pretty much is pure ethanol without a shadow of a doubt so you know you get your percentage ABVs on things bottles and whatnot that you see you know whiskeys, gin, vodka is about 40% but Bolivian miners drink is at least 97% yeah I know what you're thinking that's pretty strong my word it was incredibly strong I was brought back a sample and um, woo, you get off your head quite easily with that. The reason for the mining drink, uh, the reason for that drink is to stop the, is to basically stop people from passing gas. Uh, so farting basically in, in the mines, because uh, that could lead to a, you know, build up, build up of dangerous gases, could create explosions, bombs away, not good for the people inside the mine. Again, I was told this later on in the day. 
But anyway, getting back to the market by waffling on. So we went back to the market that evening and we went back to the same woman and the woman was furious with me, absolutely furious. The reason for that was that if you say you're gonna do something, and this is what we found out in Bolivia, if you say you're gonna do something, you, you better do it. So if you say, I'll see you tomorrow at three, you better be turning back up at three o'clock. They don't like it when you don't uh, hold your word, basically. The woman was fuming. That cue five minutes of me saying, lo siento, lo siento muchísimo, and you know, we're at the football and we forgot, and you know, all of these sorts of things. She took it in, in good heart eventually and, and provided another cracking meal. And I remember at the end that we, we gave her a tip and it must have been 10, 15 bolivianos a meal. That's about one pound, one pound 20. Again, between the four of us, we gave her, I don't know, 20, 30 bolivianos as, a, as an extra thank you, whatever it was. And she was incredibly happy about this. She was running up and down the market pretty much saying, oh, look what I've got, look what I've got, you know, all of this sort of stuff. For us, it's nothing. For, for her, it's probably, you know, an extra bit of change is a good thing. Happy to help back, happy to help and do what we can where we can. And that, that's the joy of being in places like that. Um, we wouldn't have been able to have done that if we hadn't have gone into the Mercado Central in the first place. Even I remember Russ saying, afterwards said lads if we weren't with you we just wouldn't have gone in there at all we wouldn't have thought about it to go in there and that was, it was a fantastic experience and that was that that was potassi um other places are available uh mining places are available but there's a really good set of walk in there a really intriguing place to see and again going back to the casa nacional de moneda de potassi which is effectively the national mint of Bolivia. If you're ever in and around Potosi, go and see that. A phenomenal museum, uh, incredibly informative, and be honest with you, there's nothing quite like looking at gold and silver. You know, hey-ho, it is quite a cool thing to do. That was Pot that was Potosi, that was Potosi done. From there, as a, as a quartet now, uh, we decided to head off to Sucre, uh, the supposed capital city of Bolivia. We'll go into that in the next episode. So goodbye Potosi, goodbye silver mining, goodbye lovely lady at the Bolivian Mercado Central off the Sucre. Hasta luego.